Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora, Ken Wyman, and Tim Barbalace. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. Fujinami delivers. Tran hits it in the air to deep left center. Mullins again back into the gap. He's at the wall. It's going to go. Home run, Trent Grisham. Add-on run. Unlocked. And the Padres lead it 4-2. Tatis hit third, two outs. Fernando takes off. He's going to steal home without a play. Straight steal of home. And Perez never knew. Ah, Padres radio on the call in the seventh inning seemed to be the Orioles undoing. In the sixth, they got one to cut it to one. Actually, uh, Adley hit a ball that Kevin Brown said in the broadcast would have been out of 16 ballparks, including Camden Yards. But uh, San Diego's one of the parks it wouldn't be out of. It was a ball hit to the wall. Mountcastle followed up with a homer, make it 3-2. But the Padres got two in the seventh on a Grisham home run. And then just an ugly situation with Fernando Tatis on the base pass. It looks like he's picked off. Horrible throw from Perez. He goes all the way to third. And then Perez doesn't even pay attention to him, Sino Perez, as he steals home. Orioles lose 5-2. to two. Padres take the series. Orioles end the Rays off today. Orioles are two games up on Tampa heading into Friday. That uh, bottom of the seventh inning is as bad as it gets. And thankfully, we don't like we're, we don't we're, we don't have to live through that. We don't have to endure that. Right. This team doesn't succumb to those sort of brain farts and that sort of bad ball uh, very much anymore. We're becoming pretty spoiled around here. And, and thankfully so, because we've earned it um, with all the bad ball we have watched. But man, I was that was flashbacks to 2018, 2019. Like that's below grade. I, I mean, they went and identified Fuji as the only relief pitcher that they were willing to make a move on ahead of the deadline. And that was early. And that was early. Um, and he's been a disaster. And giving up a home part. run to the he's got a six ERA. No, he's a he, disaster. He he's got he's a save pitched in twelve Seattle. innings, and I would say four of them are good. And eight of them are putrid. Right? If yeah. a guy got called up from Norfolk and did what this cat did, the people, the people. you all, everybody in this room would want his ass back in the International League. Okay? That's just a fact. So he comes in. He can throw 102. He decides he's going to throw breaking balls Splitter. and junk. Speeds right? up the bat. Almost gives up a home run to the eight guy. Dead set on giving one up to the ninth. And then seeing on Perez, that's just 
That's Little League stuff. Yeah, he hasn't picked off. Yes, he does. So, again, that's not who they are. That's not who they've been. But I, I think you look at the day before where the starter couldn't get out of his own way, mm-hmm. couldn't throw strikes, 84 pitches to get through three, barely. Well, you got 75 to get through two. And then Fuji, again, three out of every four outings, you want to gouge yourself in the eyes. So that's what they did, right? Like, that's what they did. And we sat here yesterday afternoon, and Savali shut down the Giants. Mm -hmm. And Verlander wasn't great last night, but Houston scores a lot of runs, and they won. And Scherzer went out and struck out nine through seven the other night and gave up nothing. And Jordan Montgomery and Lance Lynn have been basically unhittable since they changed teams. And Lorenzen. And Loren- so that's who you're up against, right? That's the reality of movers and shakers in the American League. And so when I'm going to think back on this series, it's going to be, was that like a harbinger of what was to come in big spots and a continued downward trend for their two acquisitions at the deadline, or was it a blip? My fear is it's not a blip. With Fujinami, it's just... How can you feel confident in this guy to go out there in a game in October and get the job? Well, what did I tell you, you can't. when I talked to you guys? Uh, I forgot what it was. Yeah. Uh, it, the was, Seattle game. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know that he can be on the postseason look, roster. And, and there's times where he can be electric and he can be on, but then there's times where he just brings a gas can to the mound, lights it on fire, and pours more gasoline on top of the fire. I, I, I just okay. don't know how you can. Here's do it. some and, things I hate about him. <laughs> Nine walks and he hit a guy in 12 innings, okay? Two home runs in 12 innings with his stuff. Shouldn't happen. He walked five and a half batters per nine with Oakland. He's walking seven per nine here. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, I don't like the fact that your stuff looked better when nothing was on the line. Yeah. His FIP in Oakland was 4.9. The ERA was atrocious, but they play in a huge ballpark and they don't really catch the ball, and they're the worst team in baseball. His FIP in Oakland, despite getting hammered as a starter, was 4.90. It's 6.01 For people here. who may not know. What Fielding is- independent pitching, what you can control as a pitcher, trying to take defense out of it. He goes from a bad defensive team and a horrible team overall to here, and his FIP goes up. Fuji in low leverage situations this year, 13 walks to 35 strikeouts. Fuji in medium and high leverage situations, as determined by baseball reference, 26 walks in 29 Ks. Okay? He's got an 848 OPS allowed in high leverage and medium leverage situations and 700 in low leverage. I I think it's like, I think you're kind of seeing who he is. And he ain't who they needed. Mm -mm. And you're right. If D.L. Hall gets his chance, it should happen soon. If Wells is in the pen... Thank God for Jacob Webb. Thank God for Jacob Webb. And Cologne comes back, guess what, Fuji? We might not need... You might, you might end up in Norfolk after all. Yeah. It's, it, it, I'm it, done with it. That's, that, that is horse bleep. He's a horse bleep pitcher. That's Masson's yeah, Jason Lockett yeah, yeah, for. That's Jason... <laughs> Look, it, it was ugly, and it's not just like the offense is blameless because the numbers for them have been terrible, and we're going to get to them after the break. But I feel like we do need to at least end this segment with some positivity with Dean Kramer as yes, someone sir. that, yeah. look, we yeah. 
sometimes kill him. He's a polarizing guy, but 12 quality starts in his last 19 starts for him. The third inning was definitely sketchy, but he only gave up four singles in that inning. Yeah. It wasn't like he was getting hammered, and we know that Kramer has the, really the struggled with the key to that was walking Grisham. Walk yes. the nine guy. Yeah. Yeah. We've and, seen and, that repeatedly with this and team. And that's team-wide. Yeah. Yes. I mean, with, with the bottom lineup and the nine guy, but Kramer, I mean, that was an outing in which they really needed after Flaherty only gave him three of the prior night. They are now 15-4 and four in his last 19 starts, so you got to give him some credit. I don't know that I feel super comfortable about him in October. No, no, no. But what are we saying off the air? When times are at their lowest, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, he steps up. Yeah, yeah so th- there is that. Hey, we have a huge uh, Thursday show. Our guest-wise, Ryan Ripken, his weekly chat at 2.30. We'll talk with Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Lucy Burge at 4 o'clock and our friend Mark Viviano, Sports Director, WJZ Channel 13 at 5. Big show. Um, Plenty going on at the castle. We know they need corners. I scoured. I'm sure you guys did the same thing. Every roster in this league of every bad team in this league trying to find trade fits, trying to find options for Mr. EDC to help him out over there. He's got – his hands are full. You like Ronald Darby? Mm. He's, 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 he's working he's, out. He's on the list. <laughs> hey, coming he's, up, on the, he's on the emergency list. Coming up next, though, we get back to the Orioles, and what the hell's happened to this offense? We used to talk about this team that took pitches, worked counts, worked pitchers. Well, some of the numbers since the All-Star break are a little concerning. We'll give them to you next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. Wyman. The Ginger Gorilla. Lock and Fora. JLC, it's built in. And Barbalace. T-Bone and his nonsensical amusement Woo. park. Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. Orioles lose yesterday 5-2. to two. Still up on the Braves by two games in first place in the American League East. Both teams off today. Orioles start a three-game series in Oakland Same. tomorrow. And, and that might be just what the doctor ordered, guys. I hope, the but Oakland, don't jinx it. The, the, Oakland, the terrible Oakland A's, and just to let you know, and, and granted, anything can happen. It's baseball and sports. You play them on the field. But the A's are 34-87. and 87. Uh, So maybe the Orioles need to face a bad baseball team that's not trying. I want to hit you with three numbers, okay? Because this offense lately. Anthony Santander since the All-Star break. He's 20 for 115, which is 173.9. Austin Hayes, 19 for 105, that's 180. And Gunnar Henderson, 26 for 119, that's 218. Those are three of your more important hitters in the lineup. And and Hayes and Santander especially, Gunnar's gotten some big hits. He's just not hitting as much. But those two guys, especially Santander to me, look exhausted. Like somebody needs to give them a day off. Well, Cedric coming back is huge. And part of their offensive woes the last couple months certainly um, – you know, are, are that's a, that's a part of it, and so is Hicks's absence, and mm-hmm. Hicks is back. But I have, have real concerns, concerns about, about Hicks's back and yeah. about his Hicks's ability to stay back. And yeah, they probably need to get some of these guys off their feet. I mean, look, Austin Hayes since June first, fifty-seven games, he's got an OPS of six eighty-nine. You know, like he's 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 got a two ninety-three on base percentage since. June 1st. That's a pretty big chunk of the season, and that's frankly the kind of thing that gave people pause about will he be here 
when this pipeline continues to flow and as the expectations rise for this team. Um, People are going to be streaky. Teams are going to have ups and downs. And so if you were to tell me that the Orioles are 13th in the American League with just 32 home runs since the All-Star game, I would say, okay, I, I... I get it, you know. Cedric's been out. Um, the lineup's been in flux. Adley's not hitting a lick when he catches. Uh, and you know what? To Gigi's point, some guys might be dog days of August. So I'd be like, all right. What gets in my crawl is that they're tied with Tigers for the second worst on base percentage in the American League since the All-Star break. Okay? 299. Like, that can't be who they are. That is that is the antithesis of who they need to be. And if you're fatigued mentally or physically, it doesn't mean you can't take a pitch. And last night's a perfect example where Blake Snell was dying to walk four mm. or five guys. He was putting the cheese out there. They just wouldn't take it. Like, they wouldn't t- lay off 3-2 pitches. Just lay off a 3-2 pitch that's at your feet. The night before, Waka, you know, can't go deep. Can't go deep in a game. Take some damn pitches, so and, like, and you, Darvish, on yeah. Monday. I mean, we've been having this oh, the conversation. <laughs> yeah, we've been having this conversation a lot more frequently in the past few weeks. And when you got a third of the lineup talking about Santander, Hayes, and Gunner recently struggling, you add that in combination with, like you said, Jason, Cedric and Hicks being out. We know the Cowser was really struggling from the plate. McKenna was getting some run during all of that. So. You're effectively talking about four guys over the past month plus. And the on-base percentage thing, I'd be curious to strikeouts in that span because it does seem like this team is striking out a heck of a lot They're more. striking out more, and they're also fourth in the American League and grounding into double plays since the All-Star break. Austin so Hayes if alone. you stop taking walks, you strike out a little bit more, you're not the biggest home run hitting team in the world anyway, and now you're slumping there. You know, and you're not taking as many pitches as you should, and you're hitting in the double plays, then yeah, you're gonna find you might find yourself in a stretch where what are they averaging like three point three runs? In the yeah. last they've scored, uh, I think they've scored seventeen runs in, this, games? in these six games. Yes, yeah, so and what? remember extra innings. They got the two late in in Seattle, and and they got three and runs on one you're swing. The zombie runner yeah. involved in that, and so. three of those runs were one swing from Gunner in the on the Monday night game. And yeah, he, it's a it's a it's a it's a trend that needs to change quickly. And I think, especially during this road trip, and Hyde talked about it last night, they just haven't scored a ton against these starting pitchers. And they've gone up against a good group. I mean, you're talking about Luis Castillo, That's George Kirby, Bryce yeah. Miller, Darvish, Waka, Snell. That's who you're going to face in October. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. start in October. Yeah. No, they do not. I'm with not you. since Les Straker started for the Twins in the <sighs> 87 World Series have Scrubs pitched and started in October. Yeah, and, and again, uh, some of this is under their control. It's under their wherewithal. And I, I I thought the statements Hyde made after the game last night, and I don't know if we, we have any of them now or we'll we'll, we'll get them later. Uh I thought it was as and it, he did it sort of with a smile. Um and he did it with I think some compassion. But I listened to how he talked early in that Seattle series and now I'm listening to how he's talking at the end of the Padre series. And he's delivering a message that I hope gets through. Do we have it Stum? Give me the thumbs up when you got it. We we do have some Brandon Hyde. Uh, here's Brandon Hyde on the on uh, uh, the bottom line is they don't score enough runs. 
We're not scoring enough runs. That's the bottom line. We faced six really good starters so far on this trip and had, had a tough time scoring runs against starting pitching. And, you know, you can't get four or five hits a game and expect to win. Well, you said he did giggle a little bit at the start of that. He's, I think he's trying to be as upbeat he's, as possible. Yes, like, but I think he's also getting a little frustrated as is any as is you know as anyone would, be, because as good as some of these pitchers are, they're not very economical. They're not very pitch efficient. They 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 tend to get behind, and if they're going to keep getting in three ball counts, and you're going to keep swinging at balls, you're you're doing their job for them. And he did speak after the game as well. As good as Blake Snell is, that changeup w- was pretty blatantly bad for mm. the a lot of that game. And would have been nice starting, if it was a run run game. If it starts at your knees, it's not. It's going to end up on the ground. Like it's not like he's starting it weight waist higher. He's starting it above the kneecaps, and it's falling off the table. Like, these are pitches that look like they start as balls that end up as, you know, hitting the plate. Even coming into that game, he leads the majors in walks. He leads the majors in walks. I mean, they, they mentioned it during the broadcast last night. No, Just yeah. the, it's never happened. A guy leading the league in ERA and walks. It's never happened since ERA's been a stat. I mean, that's that's just basic scouting report. Yeah, I, I've become very frustrated, especially with the U Darvish of it all on, on Monday and then the last two nights at Waka making his first start in forever. You know he can't go deep. And Snell as well. He's looking to walk guys, and these guys are up there hacking. Uh, what Santander, he did have one, I think, not eight or nine pitch at bat, but there was one point they had runners on. He, he, and one of them walked. He hits a swinging bunt with runners in first and second, like on the first pitch. Like, be a little more patient. You guys used to be good at this, and some of this might be dog days of August, dog days of summer. You know, you got to get through these. But, man, oh, man, I don't see the patience like we did early. And look, Hicks is a guy who is really good at this. And mm-hmm. I think Hicks getting into that line, that outfield, and hopefully these, what, he's going to end up having three straight days. Like, if Hicks isn't in the lineup on, on tomorrow, yeah. then, then get somebody else up here. Get Kyle Stowers up here. Get Heston like, Kerstad up here. Because you got to get some of these guys off their feet, and you need to take some of the guys who are in hack mode right now and maybe let them sit back for a minute. And let's let let's watch Aaron Hicks draw some walks. Let let's get some people on base. Um, that's that's how I think they start to get out of this. I will also point out, and this was true of the Padres as well. There were a bunch of balls that died on the warning track in yes. that series. That I think whether the wind was just blowing in or that's just the way that park played. Westberg hit two that I like, thought were gone. There were oh, Adley hit yep. some. I mean, there were uh, several of them that. Just found a way. O'Hearn, did, and I know he did hit one out, but that died at the wall. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that, yeah, that on another was a night, factor. On another night, Westbrook's got two home runs. Like the, maybe a, a little bit thinner air. You think, though, August, uh, that's when the ball's flying. And it, does the game start a little earlier? I don't know. but they had, And this Adley McCann thing. Like, is it, Was it crazy to you watching Adley's first at-bat last night versus the previous 15 when yeah. he was catching? How about he hit the ball hard four times? All four yeah. times. Yeah, the, the first baseman, Cronenworth, makes a great play uh, to rob him of a base hit. He hits one to the wall that you thought was gone off the bat. Like, those don't look like the catch. The DH at-bats don't yeah. look like the catching no. at-bats. He hits a double into the gap and, and a good single. still keeps doing what he's doing. So, I mean, they're facing some lefties in Oakland. I, I think Adley right now is feeling good from the right side against lefties, especially lefties who aren't great. I think McCann's got a good day off for everybody today. I think McCann's got to catch two of these games. Yeah, for the time. Yeah, And Adley probably has to play all three. 
because they're off again on Monday, right? Adam's mm. got to play all three. I think he's got to do DH at least two of them. Yeah, DH Friday and Sunday and let him catch Saturday. How about that? Whichever the matchups look best, <laughs> but he the DH thing versus the catching yeah. thing with him at the plate is it's apples and night. It's, it's day and night. Orioles off today. They start a three-game set in Oakland tomorrow. Ryan Ripken, part of our Baltimore baseball tonight coverage. We'll get his thoughts on these struggles out west. Is he concerned? Ryan joins us next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason Ken. Jason is an Odyssey NFL insider. Jason Locken for. Jason Locken for one of the best in the business. Ken and Tim prefer Adam Schefter. What are we doing here? Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Orioles are off today. They head into tomorrow with a two-game lead in the AL East. They're also currently uh, up on the Rangers by uh, two games. So two up on the Rays, two up on the Rangers for the best record in the American League. Let's talk some Orioles baseball with our friend Ryan Ripken, part of our Baltimore Baseball Tonight coverage. And Ryan, thank you as always for joining us. Good afternoon. Let's start with, uh, I guess, the road trip so far, the offense scuffling are you concerned or is this dog days of August kind of stuff? Well, again, thanks for having me guys. Happy Thursday. Thank you. Um, you know, I just, I think it's dog days of August and it's baseball. You know, it's, it's, I think also we want to try to look at every single game and, and magnify it, which I get. And because the Orioles have been so great on the road, but what they've done on the road is, 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 uh, you know, rare how successful they've been. So I don't look at it that way. And even looking at this West coast trip, 
you play a very entertaining series against the Mariners. I mean, you know, for all those reasons. And then you play a Padres team that's really talented, and you still sit there and wonder, how are, how are they five games under 500 yeah. or whatever it is now? Um, but they're sitting at 3-3 three and three and still have a chance to go play the A's and finish this road trip over 500 and come back to Baltimore. So I think all, all is still good in Birdland. Just, that's just the nature of the season. Ryan Dean Kramer, uh, he gave him a shot last night. Quality start. He's got 12 quality starts in his last 19. And Kramer always seems to be a little bit of a lightning rod for criticism. Uh, what, what have you thought of his season as a whole? I, I've really liked what Dean's done. And I know that that month of April was rough. And, you know, that was documented. But, man, I know he's had some games where people go, "What what is going on? But he's also had a lot of starts where you go, Man, this is a good team. Dean's given us a great chance. I mean, that last start he had against the Astros, for example, and he has more you can go through, the Marlins, the Yankees. You know, uh, the Braves in May when it felt like the back was against the wall for Dean for not getting off to a good start in the season, he pitches a great game against Atlanta. You know, so he can pitch against any lineup. You know, the biggest thing that I think people get caught up on is he'll have a certain inning here or there that people scratch their heads and go, well, what's going on, Dean? How do we get here? But from the progression Dean's made from last year to this year is very significant. And I think for Orioles fans, you got to be happy with what he's shown. And like you said, he gave the team a chance, and he's doing that more so than last year. And to me, that's that's considered a successful season for him. We know that um, things can be streaky in baseball, and and you know, good hitting and good pitching seemingly can be contagious. Um, the Orioles have a two ninety nine team on base percentage, Ryan, since the All Star break. That's uh, tied for second worst in the American League. It, it, it seems like a few guys maybe have gotten away from some of their best habits at the plate. Um, is that something you think is being reinforced by video this time of year? Is it something you think, you know, the hitting staff and Brandon Hyde impart to guys or at this level, does it really not need to be said because everybody can kind of see in the moment that they're, they're kind of getting away from their best selves a little bit in terms of pitch selection, swing, swing yeah. decisions. Yeah. I think honestly what it comes down to is when the season goes on, you're naturally going to get more tired. You're going to you're going to go through your slumps, and, and some of the guys, like people brought up Austin Hayes, your first real slump comes out, out, out after the All Star break, right? And so when you're going into these moments, you don't want to try to reinvent anything. You're not trying to change anything, and and you don't want to push the the panic button either. It's really just about all right. Let's go back to work. Maybe it is some guys really like watching film. Some guys really like looking back and saying, well. I want to look at myself this way or another. Other guys go, I need to go feel something in the cage. Like I need to work on a feeling. You know, so it's really right now is finding what, what uh, thing is going to resonate with each hitter. You know, and, and also I want to give credit here. I mean, the Orioles have faced some, some pretty good staffs here, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of the break too. I mean, like Seattle, you know, is one of the top teams ERA in, in all of baseball. Then you also have the San Diego Padres, who we know about their struggles, but they still have a very solid pitching staff, just recency bias here on this road trip. So it's a combination, but I, I think it's just figure out what works for you, your method, and, and continue to build and, and, and try to get through it. 
We're speaking to Ryan Ripken. It's inside access on the fan. Uh, Ryan, you brought up Austin Hayes, and uh, like you said, since July 1st, batting just 193, 547 OPS. And it's kind of been similar like last year where he got off to that great start and faded some. Of course, he dealt with injuries last year and kind of wore down it. We bring up dog days of summer with Hayes. Uh, you know, is there any concern there uh, down the stretch? I, I don't think so. My biggest concern for Hayes is just him being healthy. You know what I mean? I, I want to see him get through the full season. And um, everyone has down months. You know, the thing with, with when we look at superstar players, the reason why they're superstar players is that their down times aren't as you know frequent. You know, Austin Hayes is an all-star type player, but even the all-stars are going to have bad weeks, you know, maybe a bad month or two, you know, but the goal is how can you try to stop that? You know, I believe in what Austin Hayes has done. I think it's just a part of this is his time right now. And you just hope as we get towards the end of August, you know, he can wash this away. And, and the biggest thing is because the Orioles, you know, they're going to be a playoff team. It's are you going to be feeling good by the time you turn this month and go towards the postseason. That, that's the ultimate goal. All right, Ryan. Well, you, you are the most positive guy I know as far as baseball is concerned. Maybe it's because you lived this life and, and we, we didn't and we're just blowhearts. <laughs> but uh, the two guys the Orioles acquired at the deadline, Fuji and, and Jack Flaherty. Now, Fuji's had his moments, but it's frankly been more bad than good. And Flaherty was great in his first start, but it's gotten progressively worse since. Are, are you concerned about these two guys? No, I know people are going to say, well, what, how much – and I'm on the Fuji train of, like, how much faith are you going to give a guy? I've had people ask me that question. They go, I would be really concerned with Fuji if he didn't go out and have dominant performances. And not just that he's barely getting by. Guys are really struggling to hit him. He had almost had an immaculate inning. The hardest thing right now is consistency, obviously. But his, it, when I say, like, it's so close, it truly is. It's really not a big difference, but I do understand for fans when you go, how does this happen so much? I get it. I mean, I 100% understand. I, I do think the best is still yet to come for Fuji. You just kind of have to get through these tough times, and it's good that the Orioles are still winning. Now, for Flaherty, I honestly – I think his two starts prior to the San Diego one. I mean, the first one was the best. second one, he gave the team a chance, you know? So I think that it gets overblown a little bit. He got rocked. And I think it's as simple as you got rocked. I think the bigger thing that I want to notice is how does he respond to, to getting, um, you know, not he, he's a pro pitcher, so he's not getting his feelings hurt. But just how do you respond to such a rough outing? Because that's going to be the biggest tell. If he can respond, but just like the Orioles have done all season, you know, respond to bad games. If Flaherty has that type of quality in him, which I think he does, he's going to be more than fine. We were just talking a little bit um, about trying to maybe get some guys off their feet a little more who who have been scuffling, especially some guys who were in the outfield. How important do you think it is to get Aaron Hicks sort of back to where Aaron Hicks was before his back started hurting and the diving catch and all that stuff? <coughs> Excuse me. Because it seems like, you know, they could have a pretty interesting outfield rotation right now, but some setback keeps getting in the way. Yeah, you know, you know, the ultimate thing is you want everyone feeling good and being able to, to find a rhythm again, right? You know, and that's that's the ultimate goal. And the Orioles, uh, you know, that's why they had a guy like Hicks is because you wanted that depth. So, yeah, it, it would be extremely valuable to have a guy like him 
you know, get on track. And, and it's, you know, look, it, there's no magic words to it, um, but this is why you, we bring up we're at this point of the season. And, and baseball's changed where it's not you're throwing out every player every single day. You know, a lot of guys, you know, like Adley's going to be obviously in their DH and you're catching most days, like Gunnar Henderson, like Cedric Mullins, like guys, like, you know, those guys are your every day. But the biggest thing now is having guys fresh. So that combination, because, you know, this race is far from over, you know, for the division and for going to the postseason. So if they're able to get their guys kind of reset and feeling good, um, that that's that's what you hope for the most, and and I think that the Orioles, given their track record this season, are going to find a good blend of that again. Ryan Ripken, always great, man. Thanks so much for your time. We will chat next week. All right, guys, enjoy thank the rest you. of your day. Hey, thank you. Uh, coming up next, we'll switch to football. Odell Beckham Jr. was great with the media yesterday. He spoke after practice. We will hear from him next here on the Fan Inside Access on the Fan. One station with inside access to all Baltimore sports. 105.7 The Fan. I definitely think he wants to throw the ball. And we got a lot of talented guys, so I think just finding ways to get the playmakers uh, the ball in their hands um, and being explosive offense, I think that's what stands out the most. I think, you know, as things progress and obviously we play in September, we still have some time here to work out the kinks and get each and every play and concept down, I think that this would be a very um, explosive offense, an explosive team as well, but uh, specifically with the offense, I think that's the goal is to you know, be explosive. That was Odell Beckham Jr. talking yesterday about Lamar's desire to get the ball to the playmakers, and obviously they have better playmakers this year than they've arguably ever had before, and Odell Beckham being one of them. And Jason, you've been much more aware of the entire Odell Beckham package than we were because you've seen it before, you've heard it before. He's been impressive. I'll go with heard it. Yeah, well, yeah, you see it. But I'm talking about seeing it on the field, like at training camp. Uh, you have not, you, we have not seen that before. I've heard more of the yeah, package yeah, than yeah, I've yeah, seen yes. I get that. Uh, but Odell, very impressive talking to the media. He's been, frankly, very impressive on the field. Look, um, when they signed him, there were people, not just us, a lot of the fan base saying, Boy, that's a whole hell of a lot of money. But mm. nobody was saying they couldn't use Odell Beckham. They don't need Odell Beckham. Um, no one was saying how, how you know how dare they finally spend some money on a wide receiver. It was it was all the opposite for for good reason. And we'll, we'll find out in due course whether he's worth fifteen million, which is probably going to be closer to eighteen million if he stays relatively healthy. That'll all play itself out, but. Right now, given the state of the defense, oh yeah, you 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 yeah, you need all the Odell Beckhams you can you can find, and all the potential Odell Beckhams you can find, because this offense and and what we talked about, maybe the defense leading early as the offense goes through a learning curve. No 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 no, better not be a learning curve. Better be able to score points on the road right away because those teams, I think, will be scoring points on the Ravens. Well, it push, it puts a ton of pressure on them and Todd Munkin. And you play rookie quarterbacks two of the first three weeks. We have no idea how long this Marlon Humphrey thing is going to linger. But when they start, when the schedule gets real and they're playing those road AFC North games, three of those division opponents in four weeks, 
Yeah, the offense is going to have to carry the weight of the defense because to expect them to shut down those offenses is unrealistic at this point given their corner uh, lack of corner depth. Let's hear more from Odell Beckham Jr. And he talks about uh, uh, not going full speed against his own team, saving it for other teams. Yeah, there's some things I wouldn't do to my teammates that I'd you know, do to somebody else. So um, it's that fine line of like competing but keeping each other healthy and safe and uh, just being able to find work. So, uh, again, like I said, it was great to be able to go against um, another team and in, in, in different competition. Uh, I think the, the last two days are very fin- very beneficial on both sides. First time he faced another team since the Super Bowl the year before last. So it's been, and he talked, we, we heard that yesterday, over 900 days since he had faced another team. And you could tell, uh, I had been out there, and this is the first time, we, it was a pleasant surprise that he participated in team drills because the assumption was he would just do one-on-one stuff and then sit it out. But he was uh, fully involved. Well, yeah, because this is as close as he's going to get. So that was that. And now put him in bubble wrap until week one. Yeah. <laughs> And and just the fact that he's participated in this many practices, and I know that he had a vet day today, but I think that's encouraging too, Ken, because I, I just would have thought that he would have had more vet days and them just really kind of babying him along, but he's been out there pretty much every single day. Yeah, uh, he, he definitely has been. And, and uh, you're right, Jason. They're going to be bubble wrapping a lot of people as we get ready for the season. They, they, I guess they learned that lesson a couple years ago. I hate to say this. I hate to be the bearer of sorrow and um, terrible news. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, Darth Locke that, that Washington plus 130 on the money line is calling my name. Oh, you're going to do it's it again? A siren call <laughs> that I cannot. The siren avoid. song. No one, no one on this planet wants the drive for 25 to be beyond alive and and and, and chugging towards 26 towards no, 30. Nobody well you got to get to 26 before you get to 30. Nobody wants it more than me. But I just this is shaping up to be Ron Rivera's Super Bowl. Well, wasn't the Eagles <laughs> money line like plus 200? At one point it was plus 205. Uh, a reminder. Do you, is Ron in your opinion is Ron Rivera the head coach of the Washington Commanders next year? No sir. <laughs> so this could be very important for him. Let's hear more for from Odell Beckham. Their first home game with the new owner on a Monday night? Yeah. That's appreciated. Will Magic be there? I got news for you. Ron Rivera ain't going for two. Okay, Ron Rivera will play for overtime. There is no overtime, though. Or whatever. He'll play for the tie. Whatever. (laughs) He ain't taking his his chances losing. (laughs) Well, a tie for him is a win. Yeah. And a tie for the Ravens is a loss. Yeah, that's true. Is it? No one's going to say 25-game Well, they're winning streak. You're going to say winning. Yeah, they haven't lost. Right, but come on. Hey, let's hear more from Odell. And here he is. This was interesting uh, yesterday, talking about the other young wide receivers in camp. Uh, just that hunger, that want. You know, like I say, this this is their opportunity of a lifetime. And, you know, it's a tricky business. It's only 53 that make it. Um, and, you know, we got 90 guys in there, so everyone's fighting for a spot. You know, it's all love, and these are your brothers. But at the end of the day, each and every time you step on that field, each and every rep you take, um, this is your opportunity to make the team. So these young guys that came in, embraced the challenge, worked hard, um, you know, tried their best to perfect their craft, and they're out there making plays. So. I love to see it. I'm always here to be you know, any advice you need or anything of that matter. Uh, I'm just happy for those guys. I'm, I'm happy when they score or catch a pass. It's like, it's like I catch one. So uh, it's all love in our room for sure. 
Thank you, Odell. Uh, I was standing thank there. You, yeah, thank you, Odell. Uh, I felt he was sincere there. He could have given a five-second nonsense answer. But I, I, I kind of was fascinated listening to him talk about the other guys. And it's like part of it's like, well, you know what? My career going a completely different way if I don't get hurt. But now it's like I understand how how fragile this this thing playing football is, and I'm rooting for anybody. Obviously, he's not in danger of losing his job, but he's sort of paying attention to what the other guys are doing. Yeah, look, he he wants to win. I I mean. He made more money this year than I think a lot of people thought. The future for him is obviously year to year. Um, that's how his contract structured, and frankly, with with his health, that's just been the reality. I think his full focus is on trying not to. Okay, he got a ring, but like trying to finish that deal. You know what I mean? Like get another one and play all the way through the Super Bowl and. You know, add things like that to his resume on top of all the personal accolades, which let's let's face it, when you're, let's say, reviewing Odell Beckham's totality of his career for the Hall of Fame, and then you're making the case for him, a lot of that case is going to be based on first guy to do this in his first three years in the league. You know what I mean? Only guy to do this in his first five years in the league because things have fallen off a bit since 2019. And... I think he's really come to peace with that, yes. come to terms with that. And he addressed that during the press conference yesterday where, and that kind of goes full circle to him being a leader. Like you were saying, Ken, where he just, he realizes it at this point where the game was taken away from him last year with that horrific knee injury in the Super Bowl. He's not taking this for granted. He's not taking this return. He was, Thinking about retirement during yeah. the offseason. So the fact that he's here on a team with expectations, on a team with plenty of young receivers, he's taken on that mentor role. And Jason, just as a reminder for people, we had Pat Kerwin on the show the other day. He's raving about Odell yes. Beckham Jr. And and for people who may not know, tell them who Pat Kerwin is. Uh, well, Pat's a longtime NFL executive, um, personnel director, I think at one point, had the GM title with the Jets or was essentially the GM without the title, um, has covered the league forever, has his show daily on uh, NFL Serious Radio and is also an editorial consultant for the NFL Today and has been for maybe the better part of 20 years, at least 15, um, where you know he is kind of helping steer the guys in terms of having educated opinions on this or that um any sort of the the news of the day any watching a ton of film and helping guys with their film breakdowns and stuff like that and yeah he's been a, a guy who hasn't always been the biggest champion of Odell I know some of the things that Odell's done have kind of run counter to Pat's taste at various times but for him to be that bullish on Odell at this stage of his career I thought was pretty telling inside access here on a Thursday purple rain in the forecast next and Marlon Humphrey's going to miss some time. Rocky sin ain't back yet. What the heck are the Ravens going to do at corner? We'll try to answer that question next here on the fan inside access on the fan. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 